Within the geek cave, there lives a sarcastic woman who jumped the snark years ago. With her cynicism talisman forever upon her neck, she guides you through the cinematic wasteland. It's time for the more than monthly movie review from the GRD Cinemistress, Carol the Cat. Hello, wonderful humans. This is the Cinemistress, and I went to the movies. This is day three of the 12 days of the Cinemistress. That's where I review movies I previously saw in the theater and didn't review when they came out. This is probably the oldest movie that I'm going to review in these 12 days. I went to the movies and saw A Haunting in Venice. This is the third of Kenneth Branagh's Hercule Poirot movies after Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile, and stars Brana as Hercule Poirot. This also stars Tina Fey, Jamie Dornan, and Michelle Yeoh. This movie is based on the Agatha Christie novel Halloween Party. It's been forever since I read the novel, but I can see why they changed the name, since this movie bears very little resemblance to the novel. I wasn't a big fan of Murder on the Orient Express or Death on the Nile, but I decided to see this because the trailer looked interesting. And frankly, I couldn't remember who did it. So is this strike three for Brana, or will I actually think he got Poirot right? Let's find out. As usual, I will save spoilers until after the review, and I will give you fair warning. First, your plot. The movie takes place in 1947, some ten years after the events of Death on the Nile. Poirot has retired to Venice, Italy. And when I say he's retired, I mean he's very retired. He refuses to take any other cases, and has even hired a bodyguard to throw people off bridges if they bug him too much. Then an old friend comes to visit. Ariadne Oliver, a novelist, lures Poirot out of his home to go to a Halloween party. The party is to take place in a former abbey that is currently owned by Rowena Drake. The reason Ariadne wants Poirot to come with her to this party is because a spiritualist will be there conducting a seance. Rowena Drake's daughter, Alicia, had died in the Abbey the previous year, and Rowena wants to talk to her. So she has hired world-renowned psychic Joyce Reynolds to come in and conduct a seance. Ariadne actually thinks that Reynolds might be the real deal. Poirot, of course, is skeptical. However, there are certain things that happen during the seance that Poirot can't quite explain. After the seance, Poirot is attacked and nearly drowned, and Joyce Reynolds is gruesomely murdered. With a raging storm outside, the Abbey is cut off from police, and it's up to Poirot to figure out who the murderer is. But in this crowd, no one is innocent, and no one is safe. And that's all I'm going to tell you about the plot. So let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of this film. First, the good. Well, I can safely say that this is my favorite Kenneth Branagh Poirot film. That, of course, is very low praise, considering I didn't really like the other two films. But this one is far more tolerable. My biggest problem with the other two films isn't that they are not well-directed or not well-acted. It's that he just gets Poirot wrong. In both of those movies, Poirot is almost an action hero. He has gunfights. He runs after murderers. He tackles people and punches them. It's just not Hercule Poirot. You can make some changes to a character, but at some point... You're just writing a whole new character, and I think that's what Brana did in the first two films. At least here, he seems like he is Hercule Poirot. I prefer a Poirot that catches the bad guys with his brain, not with a gun. And thankfully, no one brings a gun to this Halloween party. So finally, Brana has given me a Poirot who uses his brain to solve the case and doesn't have to shoot the bad guy. And for that, 
I appreciate this movie. It's also well shot and beautifully lit, and the atmosphere is wonderful. This is also a pretty good mystery, and I liked the explanation at the end. However, I do have quite a few bads, so let's just get to the bad. The acting here is okay, with two very notable exceptions. One is Tina Fey, who I just never bought as Ariadne. Her first line in this film is such a terrible read, I was actually kind of shocked it was in the movie. She just seems really, really stilted here although she looks great in the 1940s fashions. The other performance I didn't like was Kelly Riley as Rowena Drake. This is the mother of the dead girl, and she plays this part in that breathless, melancholy way. And every time she said a line, I just cringed. There's also a creepy child character in this film, Leopold, that, oh, just made me sad. It's not the performance that's bad, and I generally don't harp on children's performances in movies. Jude Hill here is fine as Leopold. It's the way he's directed. Brana just leans very heavily into making Leopold as creepy as possible. And every time he came onto the screen, I just started to giggle. It was just such a terrible stereotype. I will say for a closed-door mystery, this has far too many characters in it. I know this is a less-than-faithful adaptation of the novel, and I'm pretty sure the novel doesn't have this many characters. Here, there's so many characters and so many backstories that it all becomes a bit muddled. As for the ugly... This movie has a couple of jump scares that are just so completely out of place. They look like they're from a Ouija movie. I am so tired of a character standing at a sink, washing their face, looking at the mirror and seeing something creepy behind them and whipping around and seeing nothing. It's so cliche at this point. I will also say that this movie seems a little bland. When I put this on my list to review, I rewatched it because it is on Hulu because I couldn't remember many of the characters from this movie other than the main ones. Like, I had completely forgotten that Joyce Reynolds had two assistants. I had completely forgotten that Rowena's daughter had a fiancé. And it's because these characters are all just kind of bland. I wish Brana had just trim the cast a little bit and up to the level of creepiness. There's a good mystery here and a very good solution. It's just everything around it is just there. Final thoughts? A Haunting in Venice is a fine film. I'm sure many people will watch it and enjoy it and then forget about it in 48 hours. I am surprised that Brana went with a lesser-known Christie work. I guess he just wanted to take advantage of the Halloween season. I hope he goes for something a little flashier in the next Poirot film, or maybe a Marple film, since he wants to do an Agatha Christie universe. I do like this one the best of the three Brana Poirot films, but it's a pretty low bar. I am giving A Murder in Venice 2.5 brains. Much like this generic wine that I'm drinking, it's fine. And now spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? You tell me. Spoilers. I couldn't remember anything about Halloween Party before going into this film, so I couldn't remember who the killer was. I don't think it mattered because Brana changed so much of the book, but the killer here is Rowena Drake, and when he revealed that, I just kind of cringed, because that just meant that Kelly Riley was going to do this big confession speech in that breathy voice she uses through this whole film. And, ugh, I couldn't stand it. My favorite character in this film is uh, Jamie Dornan's Dr. Ferrer, who is the father of creepy kid Leopold. 
His backstory was the most memorable, and I was kind of sad when he was the second murder in the film. Well, I say murder, but he basically fell on his sword. And it's revealed that Rowena talked him into falling on that sword, and given Kelly Riley's performance, yeah, that's understandable. I did like the Munchausen by proxy angle between Rowena and Alicia in this movie, and I liked the idea that the accidental poisoning of Alicia starts this whole ball in motion. I just wish he had cast... Rowena better. I think it would have been far more effective if there was a better performance behind the murder. This is the Cinemistress signing off. Mr. Brana, can we have a Miss Marple movie next time? That bitch is brutal. GRD is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States License. Come check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hit up our website at geekradiodaily.com. Find more of Carol the Cat at guardiansofthegeekery.com and purplehairedpixie.com. 